The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard. Darren. So I think this is a, this one today is, is an aspect of, every, well, a personal everyday experience that I think a lot of people will certainly can resonate with. So let me share this person's question with sure. you um, about intuition. I'll oh, paraphrase yeah. a bit. Yeah. So they go, sometimes I get gut feelings, so I understand what intuition means. The problem is my intuition rarely works. I try to focus when something is bothering me, when I want to know something and get some answers, and nothing happens. I usually just have impressions, and in the moment it's hard to tell whether it's real intuition or not. I can't tap into it on demand. When it happens, it just happens on its own without my control. So how can I make it work more often? How does intuition actually function? And do you feel it on a daily basis? And how often? So I thought that's a really... Fantastic. Uh, yeah, really Very meaningful. honest. Really good. Extremely yeah. honest. Uh, so many people can relate to that one. Totally. Yeah, that's totally. a very good question. Maybe we can start by talking about like, what intuition is even. I mean, because that's, that's kind of like... That's kind of a lot harder. I'll, give, I'll give one very quick answer. Right. Practice, practice, okay. practice. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. the answer to, to how you do it. Yes, yes, and yes. And how yes, you yeah. recognize it. Yes. But so over to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, just I just thought we could start by just talking about what it is as, as, as a real thing, because, you know, there would be some, you know, more mainstream sort of science approach would describe it something more like, you know, um, a faculty which, which hunches are gener- in which hunches are generated by the unconscious mind rapidly sifting through past experience and cumulative knowledge. But I think we're saying it's much more than that. Much, much more than that. Yeah. Um, it's really quite amazing. There's a, there's a brilliant lecture by Dr. George King, mm. and it's called Concentration, Contemplation, Meditation. And those are the three stages. And by the way, they're highlighted in the fourth freedom mm. here. And contemplation, the middle one. Now, this, this would actually be, in, in some older teachings, regarded as meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. King's concept, concept of, say, for example, of samadhi is extremely elevated. Uh, if you read Sivananda, if you need read... I would say most of the yogis, you would get that very elevated concept, but you'd get lower stages as well, which mm. would be regarded as lower gradations of samadhi. Okay. And... But I'm, they would come in, as far as Dr. King is concerned, into the contemplative category. Sure. So um, I'm, I'm coming to the point here. <laughs> but with contemplation, though, if you take it far enough, you can tune in to other people. I, I do a work called Unlock Your Psychic Powers because uh-huh. everybody's got them. I wrote the book. Yeah. That, that was yeah, my yeah, best-selling yeah. book, actually. It's not my best book, but it's my <laughs> best-selling book. And... Everyone has those abilities. And there's one part of this particular lecture where Dr. King says, if you contemplated on a Turner painting, and I I might have this a bit wrong in the details, you, you you would know what was motivating Turner when he painted it. And if you went further, you would know what was motivating the person who made the frame... ..and the history of that person. If you went far enough with it, with contemplation you could start to pick up things about people's early life, 
their past lives even, mm. and their future lives even. So this is the amazing capabilities of contemplation. But there's a stage beyond this, and it's called, I would say in the fourth freedom of the, uh, by, by Marset Six, it's called high intuition. Okay. And there's a phrase in here, which I, I think I know by heart, so I'm going to try and do it by <laughs> heart. If I'm wrong, we can check it. But you, it's the transmutation of mental energies upon the plane of inspiration called high intuition. Now, that's a very interesting statement, so I'll say that slowly. The transmutation of mental energies upon the plane of inspiration called high intuition. That's when you're moving from the contemplative stage mm. into the higher stage of meditation, which I repeat, is not mindfulness, is not most people's definition of, say, transcendental meditation or basic meditation. Right. Right. It's, a, it's a samadhic condition. Um, now, high intuition. With high intuition, you can go beyond even what contemplation can, can show, can reveal to you, because you can start to really know why at an abstract level. I see. So this is the journey, and there are lots of gradations along the way. And, there's, and the very fact that the term high intuition is used means there must be lower forms of intuition. Totally, yeah. So coming to the question now, having given that little preamble, mm. um, we need to start to tap into... Uh, this lower intuition first and then move along the way. Yeah. Now, it would be far too easy, um, really, uh, and it wouldn't be worth much if all we had to do is just stop. And some pe teachers will say this, just like stop thinking and then the answer will come. Mm. I I'm sorry to have to say there's more effort required. That's why I started with practice, practice, practice. Yeah. But one thing you can do, and I certainly used to do, was test your own intuition in daily life. I see. Not just when you're doing your practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I'll give a, an example. I used to... You're walking down a road. You particularly want to find someone. You, you haven't seen them for a long time and you've lost track of them. You're walking down a road and you suddenly, you're going to a shop, but you think, no, I'm going to go off this road. I'm going to... I feel I should go to the library. Mm. And you've got time. You don't want a book. We just feel I should go. Yeah. This is like a feeling that's come to you. Yeah. So if you've got time, it's a safe thing to do. Go to the library. You go to the library and you bump into this person you've been looking for for a long time and could, you lost their number, their everything. Yeah. And there they are because you followed that feeling. Mm. Nothing to do with books or the library. They happen to be there. Right. See what I mean? Yes. Now, the thing there is to remember that. That feeling. You that mean. feeling. Okay. Try and, as it were, log it, you know, mm. program it into yourself. Mm. And then another time, you'll walk to the library, you'll find it's closed, nobody was there, nothing's happening, that was a total waste of time, you walk back and go off to the shop. Yeah. But remember that too. Yes, yeah, that feeling. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. And one's imagination, just an imaginary thought that's popped into your mind from nowhere, not intuition. The other one... It's too much of a coincidence. That's your intuition, mm. if you like, statistically, because it's not yeah. like a vague thing, oh, I happen to meet someone. This is a person you were desperately hoping yes. to find. Yes. And, you've, and this has happened to me, by the way, that, mm. exactly that, really. It wasn't a library, but that has happened to me even when I was a teenager. So this can happen in life, and it can happen 
you know, in a lot of ways, um, and you can test it in life, and you'll, you'll, the, the two will be different. The, the feeling, the imaginary feeling, is a fleeting thing. Mm. It doesn't stand up. And then you learn to tell the difference. Now, sometimes you won't know whether it is your intuition, because there's a difference uh, between your intuition and a psychic impression. Okay. I did a radio show once, and a chap phoned up. So I'm just, this is just a, a, an anecdote. Yeah. And he, had, he, he was a parachutist. And he was about to jump from the plane when he heard a voice saying to him, mm. check your parachute. I may have told this story before. I don't know on this show. But he checked his parachute because he says he heard a voice. And indeed, it was not packed properly. And it says it saved his life. Now, the question he asked me was, was that me? Was that my intuition? I see. Was yeah, that yeah. an outside angel or a mm. being? Sometimes you won't know. Sometimes it happens too quickly for you to know. So there are different ways this can happen. But whatever it is, you can start to learn the difference. Now, if you, you, you know, I then went, personally went into channeling, so I know the difference okay. between getting a message from an outside source and listening to your own inner voice, your own intuition. Right. Right. But having said that, I might be driving along a car and, in a car and something pops into my head and it turns out to be right and... I don't always know. I haven't sort of sat down and meditated on it to tell which it was. And sometimes, mm. a lot of the time, it doesn't really matter. True, yeah. But I would say practice, practice, practice. So that's in life. You can practice. You can do it at work. Yeah. You, 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 you for example, you, there might be somebody in a room and you start to feel their... Um, pain or, or mm. something. They aren't saying anything. They might be putting a smile on their face, but you're feeling something else. And so you, you take note of that and you go over and you might not say, are you all right? But you might sort of start chatting to them and then it comes out and it, mm. you wouldn't have done it if you hadn't had that feeling. Now, yeah. that's a different kind of sense. That's a psychic sensation. That's clairsentience, actually, where you're picking up the feelings of somebody else. Um, so these are various forms, and, and th that's very different from pure, what I would call high intuition, which is purely coming from yourself. But I would say in the early stages, whatever it is, it's learning to tell the difference between, between your imagination and a genuine psychic impression or intuitive impression, and you can do that. The psychic impression is more lasting, apart from mm. anything else. Just to name one thing. Th then just an imagination. Yeah. So there's practice, practice, practice in life. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, is, is developing a set of spiritual practices that you are doing. I see, yeah. There's two aspects. Those are the two things. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are doing breathing exercises if you're irregularly, if you are doing mantra, if you're doing certain types of visualization, if you are practicing prayer, you know, if you're practicing healing, some of those things then you'll also develop a much more reliable intuition along the way as well. Yeah. So the combination of doing that, testing it in your life. Um, by the way, I will say one thing. Having given many, many psychic readings, especially mm -hmm. when I, uh, years and years ago, sometimes you'll tell somebody something and they'll say, no, that's not true. That's what some people like to say. No, that's not true. Okay, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean it isn't true, by the way. I, I, have, I, I remember giving a reading when I was really starting out many years ago, and 
I, I said to this person, well, you, you went on a school trip to Chester. And they said, no, I didn't. I've never been to Chester. And, and this isn't the only time this happened. So it can throw you off. Think, oh, my God, I'm way off. I'm okay, right off. Okay. Now, it wasn't nothing to do with this school trip to Chester. When you're doing that kind of work, mm. it's actually what it was about was his, as it turned out later, was his father, who had actually passed on, who was connected to that school trip and it led on to something important see, there was nothing about see, the trip but along the way you're getting these impressions yeah now somebody can say no that's not true some people really don't particularly if they consciously or subconsciously don't Rejecting. like psychic abilities I see. they might try and block it and say no you I get see. the opposite too people yeah. who go out of their way to say yes <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so yeah. you, you just got to detach from that yeah but uh, this particular person who said no and it threw me off a bit i thought well, i must be off Late, then they went home and they phoned me up later. They said, oh, by the way, I did do a school trip to Chester. I've just remembered. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm just giving that as a little warning. Yeah, you, you know, just go with what you're getting. Mm. If it's not safe, if it's a radical thing, if it's getting you to take any risks in life, you know, don't follow it, especially in the early stages. But if it's a safe thing... You can test it. I see. And you I will see. start to tell the difference between imagination and intuition. Yeah, and no, I think it's really helpful. You can create like a safe sort of testing environment for yourself. Yeah. But, and what I think is really encouraging because it is a process of learning, isn't it? Mm. You're saying learn the difference between an imaginative an aspect of your imagination and a, and a genuine psychic or intuitive impression yeah. that you're receiving. I call it like a groove you get into yeah, okay. and you know when you're into it and you know you're on. And it's a bit like you might say a musician mm. um, or probably an artist. I don't, don't do art, but you know, or a poet. You, you know when you're on a groove. Totally. And yeah. some people might not like the music and some might. It doesn't really matter. You're onto it and you stay on it and you go with it. And it's a bit like that. Mm. You know when you're on because you, you recognise the feeling. Yes, totally. And even Nostradamus had his own methodology, you know, according to what we can tell, before he started to make his prophecies, he'd look for a certain flame, you know, he'd have his scrying water. I see. He knew he could To help go. him tap into his... Yeah, yeah, from what one can tell. And, he, and in his case, he might have been getting a contact as well. Yeah. Um, you, you develop your own... Method. It could be a very simple thing with you, but you think, OK, right, and then you know you're on and then you, you get it. And, of course, you can test yourself as well. Mm. And, of course, the, the big test is, is it helpful to other people? Mm. Um, is it helping you and therefore helping other people? Because intuition, the great thing about intuition, it's always good. Mm. It's always good. You might get it wrong, and this is a very honest yeah, question. It goes yeah. back to the question, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's nothing wrong. I could, give, I could talk for an hour about this, but don't worry, I won't. <laughs> yeah. But first of all, there's nothing wrong in saying, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Getting some kind of impression and not knowing. I think a psychic's got to be able to do that. I used to do a show on LBC, actually, um, with, with, with the late Mike Allen. We, put, we did this one-hour show called The X-Files. We had psychics in. But they always felt the need, I felt, some of these psychics anyway, I won't say all of them, mm. to know everything. I see. And people expect you to. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to an yeah. interview once, uh, and I was, uh, it was about Unlock Your Psychic Powers, and I asked somebody, um, you know, wh wh where the gentleman's was, and they said, well, you're psychic, you should know. You know I <laughs> okay. thought, the day I start using my abilities to For find that. a toilet, <laughs> yeah. forget it, you know, <laughs> that's the day to give up. But, um, 
Yeah, so, you know, you don't have to feel you always know. Mm. You've got to know what you don't know. You've got impression and you're not sure whether it's imagination or intuition. Just let it stay there. And, and, and there'll come a point when you will know. Yeah, I think that's one, that's one hard aspect of it in terms of not proving it to other people, but people accepting it more wisely. Is that, you know, as, as you say... Um, there is an expectation that, oh, you're psychic, you should be able to sort of... Oh, yeah. like, and everything and everything. It's like, yeah. well, that's not really how it works, actually. It's not, it's not like that. Yeah. Um, but then they go, oh, so it's not really real then. Or, you mm. know, it's, 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 um, and it's kind of like, <laughs> well... Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I can definitely say that in my, in my own experience, just echoing what you said earlier, that um, even if it is a bit of a mystery how exactly it works, I can definitely say that devoting myself to a spiritual path, I can, de I de can definitely tap into it more often than ever before, you yeah. know, like than before I was, you know, I devoted myself mm -hmm. this way. And, um, you know, as you say, that's a result of, you know, literally practicing, doing spiritual practices, but also using it a lot more often yeah. uh, and, and acting on it, mm -hmm. um, you know, as a part of my everyday life and in, and in the work that we do as part of the society. And, um, you know, as you say, the more you kind of do that, it seems like the more you kind of open yourself up and begin to recognize that feeling that you get, mm. which is, it is, it, yeah, it definitely is. Like very different from that fleeting imaginative thought. It's something that just stays with you and you just, it's just sort of, until you act on it, it's kind of there. And, and remember, you know, that um, it's all relative to your state of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you say have one, too many drinks and you're what well, you know you're perhaps um you know very relaxed or you're in a certain state mm. uh, which isn't conducive mm. then no you won't necessarily get your intuition telling you solid yeah. guide giving you solid yeah. guidance but you, you've got to change your own consciousness yeah. make your own effort to get mm. into a state mm. where yes you'll receive it because intuition in its highest form is your contact with your inner spark Okay. You're God spark, if you like. Now, you're not making a direct contact, and you'd have to get into the deepest states of samadhi and cosmic consciousness, and even then, it's kind of reflected through the soul to you. So, mm. But nevertheless, the nearer you get to that, the purer will be your contact with your inner voice. And that's where it's head and shoulders above psychic ability. I see. You know, you can get psychic, but you could get, you, for example, you could be a really accurate, and I've met them, medium who's getting spot-on um, contacts with people who have died and getting the information very accurately, yeah. but it's quite basic information from guides who aren't really much more advanced than you are. Uh, probably they could even be less advanced. So what's the good of it? Yeah. What's the use of it? See. Uh, it can help people if you're helping people with bereavement at certain sure, times. Sure, for certain sure. things it can yeah. be useful for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what you've got to do is elevate your consciousness to be able to get the kind of guidance you want. Now, so, so, so psychic abilities can also be misused. Mm. But intuition can't, really. Because intuition is always going to guide you towards what is right because it is coming. Yes. Ultimately, it comes through the levels, but from that God spark within. I want to go back to one of the points you were making earlier about you know, whether it's something that helps you and therefore helps others as, as well. Um, and just talking about some of the ways in which intuitions can be really useful in our life. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, um, we were talking last week, for example, about, about the truth about UFOs and being yeah. able to find 
you know, seek and find the truth about mm. that. And, you know, obviously one of the challenges today, especially with the internet, is just a massive fire hose of information. Yeah. Almost too much um, and, and so much that is, is not the truth. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge that we have now is sifting through all of this yeah. and trying to figure out, okay, what is the truth? What mm. is true? And, and how, can I, how can I test that? How can I know that that's the case? Yeah. You know, using things like well, my intuition. You know yeah. what I found over the years in the mm. New Age movement, the meta, if, if you like, the mind, body, spirit movement, is an either-or approach from a lot of people. You know, you're either an intuition person, and some will say that's right brain, mm. they'll even say that, mm -hmm. or you're an intellectual person, which they'll say is left brain. I see. And we, they'll say, we're right brain. You know? I see. But actually, um, there are great limits upon that approach, I think. Mm. The two work perfectly together. Totally. Don't totally throw agree. out the logic. Don't throw out the intellect. Don't think, I need to get rid of that faculty in order to be intuitive. You don't. Mm. It, one should lead to another. Um, both can be abused. The psych, let's say the psychic approach can be abused. So can the intellectual approach be abused. You end up in a vacuum. You know, the difference between the Nani yoga, Dr. George King, among many other things, was a Nani yoga. That's the yoga of wisdom, yeah. the yoga of applied logic, applied to his meditations. I see. It's not in a vacuum. It's not just sort of out there as a soulless wanderer in the realms of night, <laughs> to quote the Master Jesus, yeah, okay. as some scientists are. Yeah. They've got nothing. They've got no core, no spiritual yes. core, so they've just got inference. Yes. They infer this from that. They know the laws of gravity, so they know there must be dark matter, so they know, as they think. Then they, but they don't know what it is. Mm. But if it's applied to spirituality, uh, if it's linked to your, to your, your higher self then use your logic as well. Yes, the two work. And I think that also can release the intuition, quite the contrary to what some people think. It's not a barrier as long as it's used properly and one can feed off the other. And they both, in the final analysis, should reach the same destination, as mm. a matter of fact. But intuition can do things logic can't do. We'll say that. If you had to choose one... I would choose, in this pure intuition here, yeah. I would choose the intuition because it can go beyond. It can draw on in information which is not accessible to you. Yeah. But the two do work very well together. So, for example, investigating, as you just said, the myriad of claims that are out there on the internet, yeah. yes, follow your intuition, but also apply your logic. That alone can dispense with a lot of the false claims. You can see that very readily, very easily. When you meet one that looks, I don't, I can't, if I'm honest, you've got to have honesty, by yeah, the way. With sure, intuition, you have sure, to be honest. Sure. I can't dismiss this. I can't know that this isn't true. Mm. If it is true, it's probably the most important thing I've ever come across. Uh, then follow it through, and your intuition, sooner or later, will come through for you. But you've got to stay with it. You've got to be open. You've got to be honest. Um, apply your logic, use all your faculties, and then the intuition will come through for you. And not only the intuition, by the way, this is not what's being asked, but the motivation. Oh, yeah. Because I've had people say to me, look, I'm interested in this, but really I... I, I and, and I know this is what I should really be doing, and uh, it's what I really know I'm meant to be doing, but, you know, I'm finding I want to... Um, 
you know, go off and watch football, go off, whatever it might be, you know, right, do other right, things. Right. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, so I do it myself sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, just not get down to it, go partying, go whatever. Sure. Um, that, again, come back to your spiritual practices because they will not only help you to contact intuition, mm. they'll help you to contact that part of you which does want to pursue truth. Yeah. That yeah. does want to give your life to truth. And to motivate you to the point where you actually want it. Yeah. Not I should, I want. Yes. Because I, the real I, does want. And that's the bit we need to contact. Yeah, I, I love that. That's a sort, of, sort of a more encompassing aspect of this question, isn't it? Yeah. That it's not just about tapping in for an answer, you know, mm. every now and then. It's about actually our whole being being an expression of our contact with our own inner self. Absolutely. Self. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm. I think... Um, I just thought, you know, maybe we could finish with any pitfalls that, that might be, you know, you might, any guidance you might give for anyone to, to avoid. There are a lot of pitfalls, actually. Um, well, ego is one. Mm. Um, you know, one has to be humble. Uh, one, I, I think, um, as I, say, I said earlier, being able to say, I don't know, um, having a certain humility yeah, is sure. vital. That's one of the things. I would actually say having a certain sense of humour, strangely, on the path is important, can be very helpful in, in a way to keep balanced. Another very vital one is being grounded. Okay. Uh, I remember a chap who had a magazine called Beyond Science, and he was so inspired to, to, to do this magazine that he mortgaged his home. Okay. The magazine didn't do well because he was a purist. He didn't want to put celebrities on the cover and the things you need to do to sell magazines. This is pre-internet, by the sure. way. Yeah. And he ended up basically losing his home and then he couldn't do a magazine at all. I see. And I, I knew the fellow and I had actually said to him, you, you, you don't have to sell out, but you are going to have to try and reach people if you want to sell your magazine. Mm. And I used to write articles for him in there, but I said, you know, I suggested some things to him, which... He, he was, as I say, a purist. So, again, that's being grounded. That's just a, a, an sure. example of it. You have to deal with life uh, in all its forms. Um, those are some of them, anyway. I mean, there's, sure. there's quite a few, actually. But, of course, I suppose the big one comes back to the questioner. Learning to tell the difference between totally. your imagination and your intuition. Wonderful class and in intuition. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for tuning in to the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, and your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.